May of 94. May 22nd. Oh. Okay. And go. Yes, that's right. We are here again for another edition of Deuce Days 9 at 9-ish. And uh, with uh, Live Long and Podcast uh, as a subsidiary, uh, an umbrella, um, we are here talking about everything season two deep space nine star trek uh the collaborator guys we are uh let's bring in our guests without further ado let's bring him oh, i'm jeff mater that's not really important <laughs> you yeah, yeah introduce yourself first who are you who is this voice who's talking let's bring him in let's bring him in here. I'm, just, I'm just i'm just trying to help you out you know make sure uh you don't uh miss the you know the audience every every episode could be somebody's first episode stick to the format that's true we gotta stick to the format we gotta hit um all of the uh you know what what's on the wide variety here at live long and podcast and uh super Mater bros podcasting what everything we have involved going on uh speaking of which star trek radio theater dave yes let's break we should bring in our script editors. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and Ashley Villard. There they are. There they are. Hello. Uh, here we are. <laughs> They're here to talk about Do Say Stand and Ash. Um, we are talking about everything Bajoran. Uh, we have one more guest, though, to bring into. He was on the men. He had he possibly had the phage. We're not sure. Uh <laughs> Um, but we, we we're gonna bring him in now uh, uh, with fresh cuts. Jamil Robinson, how are you? I'm surviving. Um, not really doing well, as you can see from the haircut. <laughs> um, what happened? Why the uh, haircut? I caught the COVID. Yes. Oh, I caught the COVID. Um, and. Uh, in uh, my delirious nature, I, I I thought it was a good idea to have my sister cut my hair. Oh, I so. like it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as is you can see, disease does there. it makes you want a haircut? Yes, fatigue and poor judgment in, when it comes to um, you can't um, be bothered to wash your hair when you have COVID. You need a simple situation. <laughs> I, I <laughs> you speak to this experience like or like how are you doing now and um are are you feeling better how's the family um we're all dealing with um different things uh fatigue is one thing that's consistent and uh, it's kind of crazy just how it hits you because you'll get like so like involved or like you like forget like oh everything's normal and then you do something so simple and it just like your energy just gets sucked out of you um it's just weird like my for my mother and in, in, in her situation she gets these coughing fits that just like go on for like 10 minutes and then you know you're coughing for that period of time you, you get like dizzy and you're just tired it's just it's really weird like if people described it to me before i'd be like oh yeah it makes sense makes sense makes sense but um sorry i also have to talk louder too uh <laughs> but like dealing with it it just felt totally different than what i was expecting um so 
Do you I think... almost went to the hospital? Almost. Almost. Do you... Almost. Glad you, do... you didn't have to. But... Do you think Dr. Bashir's bedside manner would help you? <laughs> <laughs> How much time would we would he spend on me? Um, rather than having like other conversations with, like Garrick or Brian or I don't like, think he always seems to be multitasking when he has when he has other like when he's dealing with not the main like characters unless right. I'm a main character um, to which uh, I think my the for my own personal safety I need to get off the station <laughs> right. I, I don't think I'm long for the station. <laughs> Right, especially if you're joining here I, in season two, episode. What is it, Dave? Twenty-four. Uh, Twenty-four. The collaborator. There's two more to go. Yeah, Jamil's like, is this the penultimate episode tonight? I said, no. This is the penultimate to the penultimate. Yeah, no, this uh, is the tertiary ultimate. The collaborator, Jeff. Yeah, the collaborator. Uh, it starts um, with a softcore porn scene, as all Star Trek episodes should. Uh, you missed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this. Um, Kira seems to like him. He doesn't seem to care. That was the gist <laughs> of how I felt about this scene. Right. Yeah. Um, any thoughts? First thoughts on the cold open, guys. I mean, it was uh, okay. What's going on here is there's an election day coming up for the new Kai. Vedic uh, Barile is like the shoe in, but you know we're gonna find out throughout this episode that you know there's a game afoot with Kai Win or Vedic Win at this time. Um, uh, and what's going on? You know, they're both on the station at the same time. Barile's banging Kira. Win is up to no good. So you know, you know who's gonna win. Um, uh, win. You know, Win will win. Win win win, uh, but really, well, you know, as as um, you know, I, we were talking earlier before we came online here, but uh, did you guys catch um uh you know Kira's sexy side, you know, having any resemblance to her mirror universe side, Dave? What say you? Well, um, I like Kira's never really been somebody I've like I've I've um had a crush on or sort of lusted for. You know, she's always been sort of. Um, not that in terms of like all the other Star Trek characters, but uh, they really push her hard here in this uh, episode, her her and Burial, um, which is a relationship I just quite frankly can't get into. Never did, never could. They push this through many seasons of the show. I get he's a good enough actor, the guy who plays Burial, whatever, but you know, he's not doing much, I think, for this other than to be. Um, a foil to Kai Win, who becomes Kai Win in this episode. She finally we've been called, we've had kept correcting ourselves in the past. She's Vedic Win, Vedic Win, right? She'll become Kai Win. She finally does. We see how she does it, and it's 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 delicious. It's mwah. it's like so so right. good that they like they, they they throw this in here, give her this amazing origin, this nefarious scheming side, and it's you know Brile exists simply to make her more interesting. <laughs> long term right right i agree with that uh jameel like what, what would you say about vedic barile do you think he is you know do you think he served his purpose should this have been the end of vedic barile um honestly i kind of forgot what happens to him after so i'm like yeah just kill him off 
Let him die. Let him hang himself. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what happened with him. Um, (laughs) He he is uh, like a complete wet blanket. Like in the beginning, like you can see the the more sensual side of Kira. uh, But he is just like lacking in charisma and any type of like appeal at all. And I know I'm a guy, but like, bro, like you're bedside banner is severely lacking like jeez he's uh, plain white bread toasting that's it <laughs> yeah he's he's milk toast. toast he's having a lot of visions in this episode he's uh he's, he keeps talking to the prophets and they're they show him was it a metaphor for him just like going to the corner and just kind of rubbing one out i got excited it because just, i thought i thought it was going to be going to the well I thought it was going to be Cisco and the prophets, like, and, it, and it never was. In this one, well, I thought when it first started, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be the prophets and Cisco," and then there was no Cisco. Is he even in this episode at all? Yeah, he has a great team with Vedic Wynn. Oh, that's right. Yes, I love. I love it in the office where she he goes up uh, or she goes up. She's like, "What if we were like?" shown together he's like i can't do that that would be showing me like taking sides and bajor and stuff and she's like okay okay but like this whole like the beginning of like this song and dance scenes that they'll go on to do because in her previous portrayals she's been more straight on villain and sort of in the old star trek in the traditional next generation kind of model she would have been sort of definitely not a recurring character but in this in this kind of show you can have a character like this who's like a nefarious schemer uh, within this whole political landscape that they're creating in the show, which but is, I think they kind of soften her in this episode, though. She she kind of plays politician a lot better, um, a lot more savvier, as opposed to being more outright villainous in this episode. So, like, she has plausible deniability in a lot of the things that she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and she plays that like I, I mean, her character reminds me a lot of. Kevin Spacey's character in House of Cards, like she's just, just like this, you know, she's playing everybody like Puppet Master, and but like she's also very obvious. Like it's obvious what she's doing, but she's still able to accomplish it. Kind of like like what politicians are able to do in a lot of ways, you know. Um, so she has that, um, you know, but she she doesn't hide it very well. Like you know, I, I find like I think Kira sums her up pretty good, and actually. I think Kai Wynn in this episode, especially, is her guard is down. Like she's, especially early, like when she kind of uh, chews Kira out. You know, she's like, "Never talk to me like that." If you know what's good for you, or something like that, she says to her at one point, right? Never speak so disrespectfully. You, know, you would never speak so disrespectfully like, to me again. You know, so, yeah. to be fair, she has four aces up her sleeve this episode pretty early on so like she's just waiting for everyone else to like put their chips in because she has the hand that's gonna win the pot so it's just making sure she doesn't do anything stupid so why not be obvious don't overplay your hand as they say yeah and that's definitely part of her character like the starfleet characters are barely in this episode this is not even uh, like a, like this is the least Starfleet Star Trek episode I think up until this point perhaps uh, focused surely on the Bajorans Kira and Cisco gets the most screen time but it's all about his role as the emissary 
Uh, and yeah. and there's this whole thing about him. You know, he he's trying to get Bajor into the Federation, which is weird to me sometimes that that's his mission. Like, his mission is to get Bajor to join the Federation. Shouldn't Bajor just want to join the Federation? Like, it's almost like, do you want to join a, like this group or them them sort of courting them to join has always been sort of a an interesting prospect i just recently watched um ensign row her episode in tng yep. and mm -hmm. seeing the how the bajoran refugees how they felt about the federation like they would have seemed a lot farther apart and I can understand why Cisco is being presented or being communicated to say, hey, you're there to kind of, you know, seal the deal and get that that signature. So, you know, just, you know, get it done, be as diplomatic as possible kind of deal. Right. So right. Um, okay. I can see I can see how far apart they are. Um, I'm I am interested to hear what the, you know, you know they have to say about yeah they haven't said much yet so. <laughs> yeah jeff ask some questions kevin and ashley <laughs> what do you think <laughs> i i i don't i don't have a lot to say about this episode um i like uh i like louise fletcher as kai win i mean i know she's a detestable character but i think she acts the shit out of it in every episode mm-hmm um I like the dialogue between her and Kira, the the adversarialness of it. I like all the dialogue between her and Cisco and the the dance that they do. But Pariah's just a huge wet blanket over the whole episode, and it makes me not want to watch it. Yeah, it's a it's a very uh, um it's not a rewatchable episode of Tuesday Stein. It's not one you want to pop back in and go, ooh, yay! Even though, uh, like you said, Win is so good. She's also like uh, not enjoyable sometimes because she's just like, oh, you're such a, you're such a bitch, but you're just <laughs> like, you know, but in a good way. I mean, she 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 enlists that 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 reaction, but you just feel it that you just, she's so good at enlisting that. Like Win is like a, such a metaphor for Trump. I was like watching her tonight, and a lot of like these yeah. populist leaders, but nothing but like naked ambition. Yes. Yeah, but she stumbled. She stumbled into this whole thing and was like, "Oh, she found something that she could use to her advantage at the last minute." Mm -hmm. So she went with it because she didn't actually have anything to do with all with the stuff with Boral and stuff. She just happened to stumble upon there's something that I can take him down with, and she used it to her advantage. So she was kind of looking for stuff. She she went to Cisco first to see if she could yeah. pull some strings and use that. And when that didn't work out, this just fell into the lap. Which the this lap. dude's whole situation just never got brought up again after the Burrell investigation started. Well, it's all, but yeah. I, we need to like. What about this whole thing about Kaiopaka? She's back in this episode in visions right. and other things. And we haven't seen her since she died and what left on the Ennis slash Vnal Ennis situation. Right. She's in the Gamma Quadrant. 
She's in the Gamma Quadrant, but she, you know, this whole conspiracy to protect her and her reputation. And what what do we make of all that? Like, is it a, this great noble thing protecting no. her legacy? I think it's just all set up for Kai Win to destroy it. Yeah. I think yeah. why bother? She's gone. Why bother? Her yeah. Throw like, and it's the obviously it's the wrong choice. He's putting power in the hands of someone he knows is awful instead of 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 standing up and and becoming kai himself he's making but, the wrong choice. he's not making the noble choice he's making the stupid choice to protect somebody he's to protecting protect kai over bejor yeah I have a question though. Don't you, do you feel, did it even come across to you sort of like, okay, like, um, you know, she's like a conservative, I'm a liberal, but we've been elected here and I, you know, I had to put, uh, not run anymore to protect this legacy, but I'm going to work with them. I'm going to work with the other side to sort of, um, make the best of it. And that there's sort of like that sort of bipartisanship message that's sort of being. Yeah. But he knows pushed. her true nature this isn't like someone that he has slight political differences with he knows what kind of person she is he knows she she tried to have him killed yeah. and he knows that yeah could improve it though in court but lets her take power anyway just because he has a secret it's not even his secret. In the yeah, it's not even his secret. He's protecting someone who's dead. Secret. Yeah, right. and throwing Bajor wholly under the bus for it. Yeah, and as a coward, he's like, "Well, it's the will of the prophets." Shrug shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah really is the villain in all of Deep Space yeah. Nine. And I don't like. I don't yeah, understand just... what. <laughs> What Kira like? What a weird combination for him and Kira to be a couple. Like I don't know that he's not. He's so different from Kira. Like what the fuck would she even see in him? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to have like like a uh, um a deep motivation for anything he does either. Like we don't really understand like why Vedic Baral is the way he is. He, he just kind of he kind of just serves the plot. I find his character in a lot of ways. Well, um, yeah, I don't. He's like the liberal Vedic. He doesn't grab people right. by the ear. He has different interpretations of the sacred text. Even Kira is like, "Well, you're a little right. wacky for me with your religious text, but I think you're the nice <laughs> oh, guy. You. You're the best guy." You know? oh, so you. we're surprised that the lefty on Bajor lost a, uh, you know, election. <laughs> election. You know, the, the liberal political scandal. The liberals always lose. Um, you know, because like the and it's because the, the right wingers are a lot more ruthless, um, and, <laughs> and they have no morals. You know, okay. <laughs> but I here's the question. Here's where Kira had no morals, right? Because once, okay, once she finds out that she, when she thinks it's Barile who is the collaborator, and she's pretty sure at this point, right? Because she's got the retina scan, and he doesn't deny it when she goes to see him. And there's a there's that whole tense scene, and then she walks away, and then she calls up win and she's like i already know don't worry about it he's already you know dropped out of the race so we're good and here <laughs> just accepts this here just accepts this you know it, this is where win gets it over on kira because kira then has to have this epiphany and she has to go back and do more investigation but at the she should be going win 
now that we know this, we have to prosecute Burial. Like we, you know, right. because he's a, she thought he was the, the Beck was the war criminal and she was ready to, she was happy. He died on the promenade, hung himself uh, for everyone to see. She's like, good. And now Burial, she's like, you know what? We had a good, we had some good time. So I'm not going to turn you in. That wouldn't be. I yelled <laughs> at him. That's, that's honorable. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I was really like, I was like, I am so I disappointed really that you walked away. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on a second. Am I to get from his um, visions that his gift for keeping the truth is Narice? Because that's what it was kind of implying. It was kind of implying, and here's your gift, and Narice shows up, right? Um, of course, she stabs him but at that point, but it's like... <laughs> it, it kind of is like, hey, for the good deed, good deed that you did, here is Nerys. Here's your gift from the prophets. It, it just, it just felt like a little prostitution, you know. And I know how much Kira loves that. <laughs> I well, I, I, I'm not sure how to respond to that. I'll have to turn it back. <laughs> Which part? Her being the gift, or her loving to play prostitute? All because remember the O'Brien episodes yeah. at the beginning of the season, yeah. right? She 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 kind of likes being presented in that role. I'm. It's, that's just you know, that's just a show. Yeah, it's a good character for her. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What about Odo? Mm -hmm. And the fact. It? When when she says I love Beryl and he goes you do or what does he how does he respond? To that? No like, duh. He basically no says yeah. yeah. He says yeah. no duh or I you know, finally you said it. Ha -ha, right? Yeah, yeah, that's like, what he says. Yeah. But like I don't know like I don't know how many times I shot that scene and I don't know why they put maybe they put this particular take in maybe they probably did it um, a few different ways but they obviously this would is sort of the beginning of the romance if anything this is the seed they're planting maybe here as early or yeah because. Earlier. Because, yeah, when she says, like, I love him, he kind of looks up quickly. And then he gives a whole diatribe about, like, you, you humanoid. Do you think, you know, you let your emotions get to you? He says something like that. So I do think you're right that this is the seed where, because, like, cause, because he, his head just, like, snaps up real quick. And, yeah, and I do think. He had a glimmer of disappointment and then played that off. Yeah. 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 But I, I do think Dave's right. I do think that they they were kind of, like, and they were trying to play with that, you know, yeah, and seeing, seeing, what, seeing if it would work and seeing yeah. if, like if, if uh, there was anything sort of left in the psyche that says I might want to write more about that later. Yeah. Why? Why was Kira a point for this investigation? Shouldn't it be someone else? Isn't she a little bit too close to this whole situation? She always herself. She always the has these of interest. She Absolutely. always has these. She always has these episodes, Jamil, where she's way too close to it. Yet she's the one doing it. Yeah. You know, because she's the only Bajoran character. You know, in the show. You know, so no, it has to be her. Well, she didn't investigate it. Like no one's gonna die right now. So Odo should be doing this investigation no I, yeah i agree uh he, he is also like working for the bajoran so uh but like they don't like telling stories like that <laughs> they, they're like yeah like, nobody got shot on the promenade beside him so he's not going to be able to figure it out yeah <laughs> this man's been shot this man's <laughs> oh my gosh 
Uh, what about they go to Quark to right. hack the grid, Jeff? Right. And then they're like, Quark, this is important. We need you to do some shady stuff. We know you do shady stuff. So we need you to make Very sure cheesy. you do. And then they, he's like, but he doesn't want them to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only part of that scene I like is when he basically tells Odo to buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> Like Odo, Odo just walks over and tries to see what he's doing, like not even coy about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> the court's like, I can't do it, so like, we should go to O'Brien then. Why didn't they just go to O'Brien the first time? I don't know. I think Odo just likes messing with Cork. They're like, we gotta get some screen, like a couple lines in each character here. Like, yeah. go, yeah. you're gonna have, okay, Kira, you're gonna have to talk to Dax for like two seconds about your problems, but then oh, we'll get O'Brien to help you with this part of the issue. And then uh, Bashir had nothing to do. Bashir's not in this episode. Bashir's gonna hit on you on your way to see O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. And he's gonna go hit on Dax. Like they just got back from the mirror universe, right? Uh but did they, Dave? Was this episode made at the same time that they made the Mirror Universe? <laughs> was it in the same production order? We don't go by production order other than for original series. I don't know about this. Okay. <laughs> uh, if we okay. did, the first episode of the fifth season would actually be the last episode of the fourth season. And then the world is uh, Does not work the same way, regardless. <laughs> Up is down. Cats and dogs playing together. It works. Dog, cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. That's right. Yeah. Um, um, I feel like we already had that. Okay. What about the condescension yeah. of Kai Wynn always calling Kira child? Uh, what I, I, you know, every time I hear her do it, especially when she's like angry at her. I'd be like, bitch, stop calling me child. <laughs> you know, like, I'm grown. <laughs> yeah. I'm grown. It is the most condescending way to talk to anybody. If you say, like, all right, Kevin, child, could you get me a glass of water? <laughs> like no, no matter what. There's no way it's not condescending yeah. if you call to if you're like child. Child. <laughs> it never bothers me it, ever. You know, just to me, it's like she's a nun. Like she's like, you know, she's like my child, right? Like or whatever. Did she only called Kira child, or does she call everyone child? No, she I, does that. With, not everyone, but she did that in that episode with the the Jumja stick girl. That she yeah. she calls her child. If you notice, like Kira, that, uh, yeah, Kai Win doesn't spend a lot of time talking to anybody other than Cisco and Kira. Yeah. yeah, that's true. She's like, oh, Brian, I don't want nothing to do with you. Bashir, especially you. Uh, when does she ever talk? Who does she ever else talk to, uh, speak to? Other than maybe Ducat way later on. And yeah. Kiko, Keiko. Keiko, and a little bit with Barile, I guess. She talks to him a bit here and there. But um, and they're kind of equal. They're kind of equals. They're, vet they're both Vedic, so they mm -hmm. address each other's Vedic. She calls Cisco emissary. She calls Kira child. What about Jake? Does she interact with Jake? Never really interacts with Jake. So. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think so. Another episode. Not, none of these other characters talk to uh, Kai Win. This is yet another episode with no Jake. Is Jake on the show anymore? Like, I mean, <laughs> Jake's in Bashir territory right now. Like, Dad. Yeah. There's <laughs> orange juice. He's, his He's hooking <laughs> up with his girlfriend right now. Right, yeah, I, I dated a Dabo girl, Dad. Yeah, he's 15, what? 
one-year-old girlfriend? Of course he's not on the episode. <laughs> he's hiding. Okay. I, can we also talk about this whole concept of the collaborator? It, like this guy, this Cubis. And right. what this is, a this is obviously a metaphor for people who collaborated with, uh, you know, in Poland with like, you know, the uh, with the Holocaust and in different times yeah. in history. There's many, many examples. Like of, Schindler's List, you know. Where they yeah. To... And like sort of what role this type of person has in history and and how, and, and the Bajorans have this whole thing called the uh, I, Al Alvanian Proclamation. Is that what it was? The, something yeah. like that. And it was like the uh, the idea that any this there, there was like a puppet government on Bajor that the Cardassians controlled, and so they that allowed them, the Cardassians, to sort of legitimize their claims there. And but it also, on some levels, protected a lot of Bajorans just some sort of mass destruction, supposedly because yeah. um, this is allowing it to have the appearances of legitimacy. Right? Why wasn't this dude wearing a hood? Like. For someone who knew how people felt about him, the dude was walking freely through the promenade. Could wear some sunglasses right? at least. Or, I think he kind of admits, <laughs> like, I think he kind of admits he was tired of running and he comes back because he wanted to come back. He was living on Cardassia. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he didn't like it there. Wear a hood, man. You want to get to Bajor? Just wear a hood, get there, then let people kill you down there because that's basically what would have happened when people knew about him. Yeah, I mean, like how, how does how do they know who every freaking collaborator? I guess it is the future, so they have a lot better record. He's number four on the list. He was four yeah, on the list. Was, yeah. He was big. He was yeah. right, right. So he was like a good, like an SS guy. Yeah. Well, he would be like the head of like the you know the French um, fake government during World War Two, right? Like right. they're the we know who Sean Spicer is. is. Right. He's a Sean. He's Sean Spicer. Yeah, <laughs> whatever his name is. Like, if I I would pick him out in the crowd, I'm like, oh, it's that dummy there, right? Like, <laughs> question here: Have we ever reviewed Star Trek audiobooks? Uh, the answer is no, not yet. Not yet. Not but yet. we created some of our own audio content on Star Trek Radio Theater. Check us out on the weekends. We're in season two. Right. Uh, well, well, we could we could swing back to that question because I, I like that that question a lot. Um, later on, have you guys read any Star Trek um, audiobooks? I have. Listen to them, or do I read them? I've done both. You know what I mean. I'm just asking. You're reading with your ears. I don't know what the correct term is. Yes, it does not. I read the wikis. <laughs> right, the wiki. <laughs> memory alpha. I'm a memory alpha guy. I go by production order. Because <laughs> if episode four is episode one and episode one is episode ten, that doesn't make yeah. sense. I've read quite a few like next gen uh books. They're uh they're good. They're easy, easy reads. They're when I try to read the books, like the little like uh handheld uh paperbacks, it's like my hands get tired, my arms get tired. When, so, when, when I was, I was younger, I'm you know, you like, I was all about this His hands get tired. I don't read you know, books. My hands get tired. His arms get tired. The more books you read, the more muscle you get in your hands to hold them open. <laughs> That's why I never got muscles. I was. <laughs> this is too much. Yeah, this I was like, too. no, I can't do this. This is. 
No. <laughs> you're going to tell you get paper cuts. It's... Dave, what would have happened had you? When I was young. If computers had never been invented, Dave, what would you have done? I don't think I would have done. Well, I would have. I don't know. That's, that's tough, Jeff. That's a tough question. What would couldn't I read the wiki. <laughs> couldn't read the wiki in 1975. I would have been. Uh, no, I. I don't think I would have been like a. Yeah, like because I. I didn't like the. the I don't like the interface of paper. Um, he so. would be. He would be having the exact same conversation as he's having right now, but with the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like this interface of paper. If we could get this. Pub, Maybe I thought that was Steve Jobs' um, genius. He was like, if we could just get rid of this paper, we can get it onto a screen. <laughs> yeah. Just like was, in Star Trek. Like the paper format. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you notice one thing about Star Trek, there's no paper. <laughs> no paper. Battlestar Galactica has paper. Yeah. Babylon 5 has really paper. It's plastic paper. Weird corners. Uh, what's the other? Does Star Wars have paper? Star Wars has paper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's I think why. Star Wars is pretty low tech in how high tech it is. Yeah, it's like it's 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 very like gruff and grassroots and like Western. But on the other hand, and it's frontier. But on the other hand, they, they have ships that can go into hyperspace and they have blasters and chicken wire. Chicken wire. And chicken that's wire. What I think. Yeah. Um, when growing up, I was really into the physical books, um, but I, um, I did book reports. Um, a lot of the Star Trek books where they're like, you can do any book. I'm like, yep, Peter David. I'm going to do some um, some Peter David Star Trek books. Uh, yeah, audiobooks I did get into later on. Um, I think one of the better ones is, um, or interesting ones, is the um, Spock versus Q Uh we have John DeLance and uh, Leonard Nimoy kind of talking about philosophy. I got a emissary. I have the first three. I have a bunch of them. Um, yeah. So you can read the whole like pilot. But you won't. But I won't. won't. It, look, so. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't watch a My arm hurts. <laughs> my arms hurt. My, my, my hands are chapped. <laughs> Those edges are sharp. That paper, I tell you, he can put an eye out. I don't enjoy it. The interface of paper, I get, I use it if I have to. That's right. The interface, not the format. I'm more of a wiki guy. <laughs> well, I digress. Okay. Um, I don't know how much more. Question. Ready. Okay, what? No, I'm just saying it was a good question. Great question. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know how much more there is to say about this episode. Clearly, we would rather talk about the interface of paper. <laughs> no no one really ever answered my question about the collaborator, though. I wait. So, I no. thought I did, though. What was the question? Though? Well, like, what? How do we about? Like, did um, did did this? I, I guess did this episode do a good job with the whole concept of this kind of a character? Um, no, I don't think they focused point. on it very much. It wasn't like um, was the duet or whatever. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. it was it, really fast. Yeah, like it, it, it got to where they need to go, and they just yeah. decided to name it. Um, you think that the collaborator that they're talking about is this gentleman, but it's really a Kaiopaka. But they, it wasn't. It wasn't about collaborators. It was about Burial specifically, and about. Yeah political maneuvering that's what the episode was about not really about 
it, it didn't really dive into the morality of collaboration of the collaborator. You know what I mean? I'm trying so to, what's, what is the reason it's poorly named? What is yeah. the reason Barail won't become Kai? I know it's because of Opaka, but why? It's these visions. He's dumb. It's these visions. I think ultimately is what because he makes him dumb. make this choice, and he's yeah. dumb because of visions. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, maybe, but maybe the visions were the prophets telling. You know, maybe he isn't supposed to be the Kai. You know, and maybe it is supposed to be Win because you know everything at the end of the series has to occur, and without Kai Win being the Kai, I don't think that happens. Yeah. No, this has to happen. And right. and I guess, you know, Briel is supposed to be this nice guy that's you know, that one of our main characters is in love with and is her main squeeze and he says and does everything right. There's no there's no reason to dislike him. And um like technically speaking, technically. you know, other than maybe this, the result of sort of the net outcome of what happens here. Uh, that he sort of takes the fall, but that's only supposed to be even make him even more noble and self-sacrificing. But aren't we looking at it from a results-oriented focus? Like we know what ends up happening, so therefore we're willing to let it slide that he kind of like, well, it's the will of the prophets kind of excuse and just dusts himself off and walks away from that responsibility, right? But at the time, mm -hmm. right? This uh, knowing how Kai Win is, or sorry, Vedic Win is, uh, this is a horrible maneuver, horrible maneuver, and it's not like she's listened to them before. So him, him going, well, she's going to need our help at the end is kind of dumb, I think. Yeah. Once again, yeah. hammering in the fact that he's stupid. Yep. Well, he is, he is <laughs> and he doesn't deserve to be. He would be like a terrible Kai. Um... <laughs> at that point, yeah. Like I'm, I don't know. Like I think that uh, that Pryler back would have made a better Kai than this. You know, at least he seemed to have some convictions. He'd be the Jimmy uh, Carter of guys. You know, he would try hard, but nobody would like him. He'd be the Jimmy Carter. He'd be a one-term Kai. One no, no two-term. <laughs> Kai wins now, the Ronald Reagan of Kai. They said that everyone gets to vote for the Kai, right? Like it's like a, it's like a, it's a plan. Like, you know, he's. He says he wants Kira's vote in their right. little, you know, their little romance scene at the beginning. So I, but I got the impression it was just like those, like, I don't know, maybe it was maybe like 20 Vedics that come out of that room. So there's not yeah. many Vedics. Like that's like a Cardinal. Maybe they're the electoral college. Like picking the Pope, you know, maybe. it's like picking the Pope, but if the whole planet voted on the Pope, right. <laughs> pope the rock. <laughs> the rocks the Pope now. Uh, Tom Brady's the Pope. Uh, the whole planet voted. It would be like BTS. <laughs> no, it would be Blackpink. It'd be Blackpink. <laughs> all, new, all nine of them. I don't know how many are in Blackpink. Like five or five or nine, whatever. Okay, but the, no. The, the the other reason. Okay, I wrote it down here in my notes. The reason he takes the fall for Apaka is because. If they knew she sold out Ken this Kendra Valley thing and her own son, that it would shatter the faith in the, the office of the Kai. And that that is the, right. the result that he ultimately does this for. He protects Bejor. He's not the hero we need or deserve 
but he's the hero, whatever it is. They say the thing that uh, he says at the end of the Dark Knight, because it's very much like that. Like the he's Dark sort of, Vedic. He's the Dark Vedic, but he's, you know, he's uh, the supposed to be this, yeah, almost savior-like um, character. And where's Cisco through all this? Cisco's very absent for most of this because he's not fully in his. Emissary. He's not involved. He said he's not getting involved in this whole situation. This is Bajor, and Federation should not be involved in in their political. Well, yes, Cisco yeah. is mostly absent from these first two seasons. He's not one of the main characters in most of these episodes. No, yeah. Quark's what? like the star of the show. Yeah, Maybe yeah. at this point. <laughs> So, so Cork is um, uh, Michael Burnham. No. Well, either yeah, <laughs> like, I think Kira gets quite a bit of screen time in episodes. So she's <laughs> Philippa Giorgio. Yeah, they don't because they don't have a ship and they don't have a bridge. They have this ops, but like they, they don't work as a crew. They they will. We're gonna get in two episodes. We're gonna get the Gem Hadar, which. Um, we did a radio theater some time ago, and uh, we're only three episodes away from the Defiant, and we're gonna get to the season three soon. We're all we're on the cusp of season three where things are really gonna change, you know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get new com badges, uh, we're gonna right. get you know, very important, the <laughs> the ex- exciting things. I, I had no idea that they changed the com badges, of course. Season three, they changed the com badges because season the end of season two, we're, we're coinciding this with the end of the next generation as well. Um, and like their seventh season, like the, you know, all good things is about to occur at the same time that these next two episodes are happening. Um, and so how can D Space Nine knows that they're going to have to take the television torch over now? Next gen's going away. This is now D Space. D Space. These first two seasons are like almost a a dry run for them. Like just sort of get like sort of get on the runway. And get up some get some speed up before you actually try to take off on your own. Right, right, and they exactly. know Voyagers coming right behind it. So just, it's like they propelled to the future now with um, a brand new federation that they're a part of, and they get new uniforms and a new com badge and, and, a, new uh, and, and a new ship. So it's like Discovery season three. Yeah. Like it's it, it's kind of, and you know and we they all get promoted at the end of the next season. <laughs> no, very very poignant. You're 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 spot on. It's kind of yes. like it's because uh, Discovery um, is following that Star Trek sort of why, curve, right? Why is Discovery keep coming up on Deep Space Nine and Nine ish? That's my question. Um, it still comes up less than Babylon Five. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a race. It's an ongoing race. Will we talk about Discovery or Babylon 5 more here? <laughs> Take a drink, everyone. Take a drink. <laughs> did you did you pay like um tribute to um what's her name passing away from Babylon 5? No, well, Mira no one knows about it, but thank you, Jamil. Thank you for bringing it up because that's very um Mira Ferlin. I, I, yes. no, I, I actually do have a Russo and Lost. Yeah, she's Russo from Lost. I don't know. I don't know. I worked her. I worked her security line at um, a Polaris, um, a local convention, and she was extremely nice to everyone that she she interacted with. 
So I have nothing but good things to say. I have totally bad things to say about the people that she interacted with. She had one rule, which was no flash photography because she had eye issues and dummies kept taking flash photography with her. Uh, like, like if you don't know how to use a camera, don't use a camera, dude. It's like pretty simple. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, we talked about her a little bit before she died. Yeah. I didn't. Um, Oh, well, Dave's, Dave's frozen. Well, girl, oh, okay, girl, that's sad, and we can't talk about Babylon Five anymore. <laughs> well, that, that kind of puts it into it, Jeff. Even let, let me... was like enough of this Babylon Five. I'm gonna freeze you. Yeah, Live said we've had enough. Jeff, mm -hmm. honestly, you're done with these Bajoran episodes. These like political Bajoran episodes. Are you done with them? I think some of them are better than others. This is not a good one. Okay. That's how I feel. I think some of them are okay. I'm done with them all. I don't like them at all. Most of them suck. I already know your I already know your feelings about it. That's why I'd even bother. <laughs> <laughs> this um, one was pretty hard to, the, to I like the one where um Cisco is going crazy and he's gotta build the friggin' thing in the hollow suite or whatever. And it's all Bajoran related, but oh, oh when he's got the obelisk, yeah, the obelisk, yeah. yeah. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like out of Bajoran. That's yeah. exactly why it's better. Yeah, like Kira. Yeah. Every time, Kira, like, and there are good episodes with Kira and Bajoran stuff, but anytime they go toward the religious stuff, I don't really like it. Yeah. That's a tightrope that I I didn't feel that they ever really got a good balance with. No, I found that um, <laughs> Battlestar in parts, in parts, um, had a better grasp on it. In parts, in parts. In parts. Yeah, I would agree with that. Emphasis in parts. Yeah, in oh, yeah. other parts they just went. I like I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> Welcome back. Back. Okay, where was I? Was I talking about Mira Furlan, Delenn? Uh, sorry, we've already no, moved on from no. this thing. I'm right on now. five more times over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we've moved on to Kai Wynn. Yes. Um, we're we're anxious. I love that at the end of the episode which it seemed anxious to talk to you and she was just anxious to gloat. <laughs> <laughs> tell cisco that our meeting that we were going to schedule we'll postpone it just a tad just a little bit just okay little bit. no about the about the clothing jeff um because okay we see that she ends up in this new outfit this new kai outfit that uh we actually see barile wearing throughout the episode instead which he looks so dopey in. i gotta say like this is not which is probably right there why he didn't get the the the, the Kai job because they're like we can't have this guy wearing this. <laughs> How big would the hat have to be to cover that big muzzle of hair? What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> More allusions to the Dark Knight. I love. It kind of looks like Christian Bale a little bit. Um. You can't get Christian Bale. You get a, you get low rent Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. 
just like, we, can we get Christian Bill? We have Christian Bill at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, man, man, I I struggle, I'm struggling with this episode, guys. I mean, there's really nothing. That, there's like literally nothing I can ask you about Orion. There's basically nothing I can ask you about Cisco. This is the problem with these episodes. They're so focused on Kira, Baril, and Wynn. O'Brien and Bajor, has no problems going back into these these classified files of this nation. It's like, can you go back into them? Oh, sure. <laughs> I do have to say, though, I like Kira's uniform in this episode. I, f- I found it stood out. Dave, why, why does she have a collar? Yeah. And why does and then Odo has no collar, though? But I feel like oh everything like collar on Odo. And how come she has a belt and Odo doesn't have a belt yet? Because she looks good in the belt because she's a woman. and, and This uh, uniform yeah. makes no sense. It's not uniform. Do you know what uniform means? It means the same. And you, do that, does that look the same to you? Well, no, but does that Odo, look uniform? Odo wears the stupid, the stupid friggin' security outfit. Odo isn't wearing a uniform. That's right. He's nude. He's nude, bro. He's actually naked. <laughs> That's not real clothing? No. It's not even a real combat. So if you touch Odo, is it just goop? No, he he forms like a body, but he's so. But does it feel like a clothing? I, I don't know, Jeff. I didn't touch him. But like he's I, I that's so. that's the question you ask at a convention, Jeff. It depends yeah. on where you touch him. Excuse me, Renee. Um, excuse me. Uh, when you shape shift, are you, <laughs> does your clothing feel like clothing? <laughs> and then Renee's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> looks over know. to the showrunners. Looks over to the showrunners. Let the showrunners answer this question. <laughs> yeah, but like Odo, Odo doesn't have like like yeah, in theory, like a circulatory system or anything like that. Like he's just a I don't really know understand how he works. Could oh no, could you reproduce? <laughs> no, definitely not. You don't think so? I don't think so. Does he have a bowel movement of some sort? Could he impregnate? Does he expunge waste? He doesn't eat, so I don't think so. He would once and later on when they make him a solid. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 after that he had to start going to the bathroom. Yeah, the mechanics of eating. But then he says... When we get to that episode, I have a lot of questions. Questions to ask about when he gets his he gets like a circulatory system and all that, yes, yes, and like a digestive system, and yes, and he chooses to dress up as a Klingon. We did that one. Why didn't Um, he he chooses to keep the Odo face? Why didn't he just when he was the solid choose to look like Renee Aubergine? You know, he's like, Yeah, they're like, if you don't wear the makeup, he uh, it's not, it was probably for syndication or something, yeah. Well, they. it was in the story that yeah. they left him with his old face because yeah, yeah. they wanted to remind him of who he was every day. That's yeah. the way they, they yeah. I, so I guess what's the genesis of that? Did they is that something they wrote first, or is that something they wrote to explain why they kept him in the makeup? I think it's a reason they kept him in the makeup because I think they didn't want to take him out because people are like who's that? You know? I think Renee didn't know to ask, and he sees <laughs> other shows and he's like. Wait, 
wait, when they switched you to your humanoid self, you were able to just not wear makeup and just come on set? And it's like, yeah, it's easy peasy. Just ask for it. He's like, oh. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> Like Remember that one episode that? that will come later where he's like 200 years in the future, Odo, on Gaia in the Children of Time episode, and he's he's a better shapeshifter now, so he can make his face a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Remember right. when he did that, and it was kind of creepy? Dave, Yeah. fun fact, the Ooh. same guy who wrote this episode wrote Children of Time. Ooh. Who would go on, to... which is a major like Odo Kira romance building block, too. Wait, so there so, you go. Maybe there was something to that Genesis thing that we... Are, are we getting into fun facts with Jeff? Oh, I think that was a good segue. We can do it quick here now. Boom. FF with J. FF, double F with J. Double F with J. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to okay, so that was Gary Holland, Dave. And he was surprised at how Odo reacted to finding out that Kira loved Beryl as that was not how he, how he had written the scene. So. Double F with Jeff. <laughs> double F with Jeff. I like that. I like it. I think that's it. Yeah. Double F, double with, F Jeff. with Jeff. All right. J to the E, double F with Jeff. Stands for fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Need a rhyme to go after with that. No. Uh, okay, this marks Camille Saviola's, who played Opaka, first appearance since her character chose to remain in the Gabble Quadrant. I don't think in Star Trek Online, though, she comes back. Uh, I think our mind's not canon, Dave. We don't acknowledge that. And here's my question. Okay, I know it's not canon. I know it's not canon, but here's my question. If she had come, if she were to come back from the Gamma Quadrant, right? If, like they found a way to keep her alive and she could come back. And she comes back to Bajor. Uh, should she be celebrated, or should she have to face the consequences for this whole the, 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 her part she played in the Kendra Valley massacre? Would they be able who to would do know? anything? Because the Kira only knows. person who knows, oh yeah, Kira knows. Yeah, Kira's gonna spill the beans for sure. Uh, no, you no, loved Opaka too. There's no way in Star Trek Online she doesn't do that so so there you go uh quark states one of the ferengi rules of acquisition acquisition number 285 which is no good deed ever goes unpunished a line attributed here on earth to oscar wilde so there you go uh this was the final episode of do space nine to air during the run of tng Oh, so this was the one that coincided with the, the TNG finale. Oh, that's uh, why they all good things part one aired between this episode and the next episode of DJ's Nine Tribunal in late. Well, that's not good for the show. You're like, wow, we got this great finale. Let's check out what D Space Nine is doing. Oh, they're doing some Bajoran political setup <laughs> shit for next season. Great. Okay, yeah, back to like this amazing <laughs> episode with Q and Picard and. All of this, they, uh, but I think that was on purpose. I think these days nine did not want to get in their way. You know, it's a show, yes, a series sir. finale. They're like, "What do you? When is your show coming out?" Okay, we're gonna write our most boring Bajoran episode to come out right. right and in two right episodes now. from now, though, Jeff, in the gem in the gem Hadar, they will blow up uh, the Odyssey, which is another galaxy class ship like the Enterprise, right. almost to say like 
screw screw yeah. the next gen we're blowing it up we're, we're going here here comes you know, and the defiant will be coming in next all right the defiant um okay because also the, the enterprise will be destroyed in generations later this year they don't but right. the, we don't know that yet uh okay so in 1994 d69 was the sole carrier of the star trek franchise uh until um 1995 january 1995 when voyager came onto the scene for tv but like they also had them they had like i said they had generations coming out that in december space nine was the sole flag bearer <laughs> that's a little overstated okay i think that's a little overstated <laughs> i thought you were gonna say torch bearer the Vok. I remember Vok, the torchbearer of the Kuva. I I just rewatched um, I rewatched the first three three episodes of Discovery, because uh, I'm showing my parents. Oh, that's a, oh, God, that it's so tough. Oh my gosh, it's so tough to watch again. I was so forgiving of it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this it's is rough. so tough. It's rough. It's rough. Um, it this is, rough. is the first episode in which the Bajoran occupational government is mentioned. It was previously implied that the Cardassians simply eliminated the Bajoran government altogether during the occupation. The Aivian, is that how you say it? Aivian proclamation. Aivian proclamation, which sentenced all collaborators to exile, is also revealed. All right. Uh, according to the Star Trek Tuesday Stein companion, there are several Watergate parallels in this one. For example, when Quark helps Kira bypass the security lockouts and the Pryler Beck character, whom the companion claims is based on John Dean. Did Kai, sorry, quick side note. Did Kaiopaka take her role in the, the Delta Quadrant? Because she felt guilty and felt that she deserved to be exiled. Um, she did kind of like she didn't say that, but she was kind of like cool with it. So maybe, maybe her guilt was like, you know what? Maybe this is what I deserve. In that first episode, doesn't she just basically say, "My time is over"? Like it's it's time to pass this on, kind of thing, like. I think she's like, my work is here. I don't need to be there anymore. Something like that. Something like that. Um, okay, so the guy who played Prylar, Tom Villard, he died of AIDS at the age of 40, only six months after this episode aired. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, that's sad. But there you go. Um, <laughs> it was a less a less uh, less fun fact. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. I, I'm glad. Thanks for going there. Put that in the <laughs> Keep it for later. Uh, uh, Gary Holland's original idea involved an elderly male Bajoran who had been living on Cardassia for many years and who wanted to re to return home to Bajor. It is thought this Bajoran has some kind of dark secret, and Kira is assigned to find out what it is. At first, it seems the secret may be the, the man murdered Kira's father. It later transpires the actual murderer is, in fact, his daughter. Dun, dun, dun. And he is covering up her. So this idea of sacrificing yourself to protect or, and, you know, um, these are just themes like they rewrote. Into the yeah, story. they pretty much they wrote a lot of that crap for Kira. Um, 
The visible tension between Wynn and the crew of DS9 is left over from Wynn's attempt to stop Keiko O'Brien teaching secular science. How dare she to Bajoran good, faithful children. During a visit to the station, Wynn coerced a Bajoran engineer to try to kill Vedic Boral, who opposed Wynn's way of thinking and threatened her popular support. However, as there was no evidence to prove her involvement, she was never indicted. You know? Right. Like, you know, I, I just love when she goes into meet with Cisco, though, and he, she's like, what would you call us? You know, and he's like, enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's so uh, it's so great. And then they they're like she's like he's like okay I'll play like this game with you where we pretend to be friends but we're actually enemies. Okay. Yeah, I, I you get the sense that he's really enjoying it too. Like, yeah, he's like I'll play along. Is this way, are we kind of yeah, making a deal like here? This is how we're gonna go. Yeah, he's like he's like I know you're used to talking to people you're a lot smarter than, but that's not really happening right now. So, <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like he's he's like I totally see you, but I totally know I have to work with you. Yeah. Um, okay, so the name of Kaiopaka's son was never revealed in the episode, although he was called. Faisal in the Teraknor novel Night of the Wolves. Was he Apaka Faisal? Yes, Apaka Faisal. Faisal Apaka. No, Apaka's the family name, so it would come first. Right. Yeah. When Odo confronts and arrests Secretary Cucubus on the promenade, a Jem'Hadar can be seen limping through the crowd in the background. This is likely a ruse to appear feeble as it is revealed in the season finale that the Jem'Hadar possess considerable information related to Deep Space Nine, implying that they have had operatives, you know, on the station. Okay, we got no Bashir, no Jake Sisko. They weren't missed. Uh, Benjamin (laughs) Sisko only appears in his discussion with Wynn. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, he was not bothering with anything that week. Uh, okay, and that's it. That's that. That's it for the fun facts. The double left with Jeff. See you on the flip side. Okay, let's get to the oh, ratings. Um, and oh, come down here. Such baiters. <laughs> <laughs> J to the E to the double F with Jeff. <laughs> okay, I don't know. we'll work on the song. All right, uh, I'm gonna go first, I guess. Um, Please. I'm giving the, I'm giving this like I can't go any higher than six point eight. Like that's about it. Like that's that's okay, Jeff. Oh five point one. Okay. Oh Jamil. Uh five. Oh, you guys already had me blocked off for this week. I oh, know I just copied from the last week. I'm also a five. You're all too high. Three. Three? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to amend mine. I want to make mine a four. (laughs) (laughs) You thought we were going to be lower? I believe in my word is. Okay, so... One, if it didn't have the great conversation between Cisco and her. 
Yeah, like it. I, I I appreciate it a little bit more, but yeah, you're right. This is never an episode you're gonna be excited to watch again. Yeah, uh, ever. Like it is. Its rewatchability is almost nothing. So, and so I it, is, it is worth reading the memory alpha and then moving on. Save yourself the forty minutes. Just read through the memory alpha and just move on. Yeah. Just watch the next ex- episode and get the gist of it from context. You, you don't even. You could literally throw this episode on, watch the beginning, watch the end, move on. So yeah, I got a four point eight. By the way, our uh, total. Um, that's that's the lowest we've had since Melora sure. in season one, the one where uh, you know Bashir was dating uh, that woman who the gravity thing with the gravity oh harness. God. Don't make me relive. That was early. Actually, this was that was earlier this season. That was season two as well. Season two. That sounds like it sounds season two. There's 26 episodes. There's gonna There's 26 be... episodes. This is the, quite a run. Like now, a TV show, you're lucky if you get 13 episodes in a season. Um, for most of them, you know. Okay. Some... Uh, all right. Well, we. All right. So, but next week's episode is what? Next week's episode is. Uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully refreshing. It's the O'Brien one with the Cardassian. Yes. Uh, it's called. Um, oh, yes. What is it called? Tribunal. Tribunal. This is the one where he gets like, yeah. And, and this is the beginning of the of the O'Brien must suffer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like hardcore. This this is only the beginning. It's a good beginning, but it's. it's no, no, it, he's already had another episode where he suffered, hasn't he? His clone His clone. His clone. That was his clone. It was more his clone suffering. He right. really didn't seem to have much of much <laughs> of a bad time. That's true. Next week's episode also directed by Avery Brooks. Ooh. Interesting. He's gonna go full hawk on full the director's hawk. chair. I wonder if there yeah, was Andy a piano hawk. when he was playing jazz. You don't mess with that guy. He's a jazz musician. You never know what he's gonna do. He's crazy. You, know. you might, you might, you might play a little over here. Yeah, you might go a little high. You might go a little low. We don't know. <laughs> Avery Brooks, legend. Oh, what a legend. Um, yeah. So I like. All right, I like a lot of the O'Brien episodes, but so far, well, what we've watched so far, Dave, you can bring back those ratings. What have we back? rated? Yeah, what have we rated as the highest episode so far for season two? Uh, let me get okay. Let me pull this back up. Maybe you could bigger probably helps. Um, highest episode of season two? You ask. I I wasn't prepared for such questions, Jeff. But um, duet. Let's see. It looks like duet season one though. Oh, that's season... okay. So. Yeah, so I let me just see here. I could um what is the highest overall I think is probably duet. In season two. Oh, in season two. Eight point two. We have some eight point sevens, like uh when we did the wire crossover, those were very highly rated. We had uh Blood Oath was highly rated. That's because I gave crossover a ten. So crossover is crossover. It's probably the it's, highest? it's actually yeah. It's, pro- it's probably it's probably crossover or the wire. They're tied actually. Uh, but for our ratings, yeah, nine point four. It's crossover. Crossover. Okay. I should give it um, a three just to lower it. Yeah. If you actually, Jamil, your your scores for these weeks here need to be inputted. So I need to rewatch them. Yeah, you'd have to. You have to. Let us know, but rewatch them and then rewatch the amazing discussion 
a D spot D space nine at nine ish. Yes, yes. So I can get the get the full the experience feedback. when you watch the Maquis yeah. part one and part two. Go, I'm gonna sit there and listen to that when they broke it down and what they thought of it. Yes, this will inform yeah. my radio. You'll get some amazing insight. You'll get all the wiki knowledge you ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and Question, all that though, uniform talk. This yeah. this could be the worst episode we have for a while. I think we're, we're going to be in for some uh, pretty good episodes. I, I haven't looked at all of the beginning of season three that we have coming up, but I'm I'm remembering season three is beginning like a whole new beginning for the show, like we said, and uh, most of that's going to be good. Yeah, the Defiant comes in pretty quick, so that's kind of when the first right right beginning, get the Dominion, we get like um, there's just a lot of stuff coming no in. more no more runabouts you know, they have runabouts but they, there's the house of quark episode there's yeah. going to be um no red lady it's a great episode. The tom Riker episodes coming up in, in season three there's there's quite a bit of more mirror universe stuff the uh the time travel stuff with the uh with past tense so season three is looking very exciting mm-hmm. compared to season two which was kind of a roller coaster, but mostly it's been fun here on the on the end here. This episode maybe aside. Oh yeah, and then there, yeah, there's some good episodes in season three for sure. Um, season four is better though. And that's what's exciting about these days. Time though, it keeps getting better. It's like a crescendo, sort of. If the crescendo is season six. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You guys know I'm right. <laughs> oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get there we'll find out if you're right we'll find the rate the math will tell us the ratings will tell us stick to the format stick to the format stick to the format we got we got a three and a half year journey here guys before we get to the end of our journey well no at... but we've well, we're almost a year in yeah, jeff we almost did... started this we almost started this a year ago when did we start the first one when was the when did we do emissary was it in march it was the week yeah it's fine um uh, we did this way back in april so we're, we're about 10 months in we're about a couple so, months yeah. so so okay but in two months think about where we'll be in two months we'll be a good part into season three so after one year we're um three se- almost right. two and a half seasons down it's impressive you know especially when we knock off those two partners in one week that, that, you know, that, they get, get... it's like a marathon Oh. So next year, this time we'll be going into season five. This time next year we'll be by will be season five. Awesome! I think so. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to um, be outside officially. <laughs> yeah, it might be yeah. like see you later podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> no. we get to, we'll we get to season six and then the COVID will be over and we're gonna be like ah fuck it we're not doing season seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be a lot harder for you to book guests, Dave. Yeah, I'm <laughs> at the right beach now. right now. Dave, sorry, I can't make it. I'm on the beach right now. Yeah, sorry, I got a better offer tonight. So whatever, I get it. But it's uh, I'm just gonna be in a big crowd of people, you know, licking door handles. You don't have to worry <laughs> about COVID anymore. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be a whole new day yeah. where you get share hankies and whatever blow yeah. out birthday cake. You're gonna have those antibodies, Jamil. You'll be good to go. Nah, man. People have been able to catch COVID after getting COVID. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I know two people personally that have had it twice. Twice. Yeah. Well, I just was looking on the bright side. 
No bright side. Sorry, we won't allow that here. Uh, no bright side. This is DJ's nine and nine ish. Come on, Jeff. Uh, wow. Jeff, yes. take, we gotta take it. We gotta get off the air here. We're on seventy-one minutes. We gotta end the show. Okay, but I'm not allowed to unless I bring up what we have coming up here on our family of channels, Live Long Podcast. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, at seven, we have Ted Trek, where we ask our father, David I's father what episode we're doing next week mostly <laughs> he shows up he goes we go hey what do you think of the episode he goes ah, it's pretty good and then he doesn't talk for another and, then 40 he says, and then he'll say he'll he'll chime in at one point and you know explain to adam listen in the 60s we didn't know any better we just got what we got <laughs> Same conversation every week. It's a 79 episode <laughs> marathon. So check that out. We're doing Requiem for Methuselah tomorrow. Ooh. Yes. Okay. And then on Thursday, do you have anything coming up, Dave? I know that's your discovery day. We don't have anything coming up on Thursday because, you know, discovery's over. We did the whole season three. Uh, at some point, we'll probably get to some rewatches of some early season one stuff that we never did. <laughs> And some things like that, but we're gonna take a break on Discovery. Uh, we're you know Picard's not really on the horizon, but there will be some other shows, maybe even Strange New Worlds. I'm not quite sure when that will make it out there. But um, show. we're also looking maybe on Saturday. Well, Jeff, as you know, on Saturday we're doing Star Trek Radio Theater, uh, but we're also going to be doing. Uh, how is he holding that pose for so long? Who? <laughs> uh, you? Yeah, I was frozen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was just very intense and i got very distracted by it um yeah but I, we're gonna be talking to dylan on saturday I'm, I'm gonna catch up on with dylan and we're gonna maybe do a catch-up podcast of some kind so not sure okay. how that's gonna and, I, am, and I, I am booked to talk to him this uh this saturday I'm... <laughs> okay i agree with that insight jeff Absolutely. Jeff, while, yeah. you, while, while you're doing that, um, but do make sure to check out our Star Trek Radio Theater show this Saturday night. Uh, we'll be doing Star Trek uh, uh, Mirror Mirror as we're continuing this Mirror Universe uh, beginning of season two and theme. Uh, look, you know, we have a smaller cast this week. Um, and this is actually, it looks like a lot of roles, but it's actually a lot of the same people twice. Uh, you know, I'll be playing Spock. Jeff's uh, going to be playing Scotty and Chekhov. Uh, Kevin's playing Kirk. Ashley's playing uh, Marlena Moreau and Yohura, and she's narrating, of course. And then we have my wife Jane playing McCoy. Uh, and uh, we got Mott playing uh, Sulu and Tharn and a few others from that classic original series episode. So uh, check all that out and our other channels. Uh, where'd Jeff go? Oh, there's Jeff. Um, you can tell people to go and watch the um, classic, the, the modern classic that happened um, just this weekend with Super Mater Brothers. Um, sorry, with Trivial Debates. Mm. Oh, well, yes, that's right. Um, uh, Ashley was going to be part of it, but unfortunately had to... Uh... I get to drop so we uh we we, did, we had a, a last minute a replacement and uh jason doan uh, luckily was able to come in and um uh Eamon mater hosted uh my son and uh there was chris jason doan and jody this past uh sunday on trivial debates uh check that out if you haven't already there were some great uh debates over there and we'll be doing that again at the end of february 
And we also have other channels, Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, which very soon we're luckily going to be coming back with uh, Big Brother Canada, Jeff, maybe, right? Yeah. When's that coming back? March. Dang. Should have. Should have applied. Jamil, are you going to be on it? Are you cast or you couldn't tell us if you were? Uh, so it's maybe. Maybe. Who's to say? In no, actually, no. If he, if he says maybe and then he. Like if he, he would be in sequester. He'd be in sequester by now. Maybe. Uh, but it was it's like sad. COVID would have been a good excuse, huh? I think, you know, they should just throw them all in the house, give them all COVID, and then get over <laughs> it. <laughs> get over, get it it. over with. It's like getting the chicken pot. Get it over uh, with. And then they don't have any old people on the show anyway. So that's right. Yeah, they're all young. They'll get through it. Young people die from it too, though. Yeah, but yes, like very rarely. Like, you know, no athletes died from it. No. Well, mu- well doctors sometimes. Musicians and great songwriters have died from it. That's true. Larry King well, died from complications. Larry King, what a legend. Larry. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. Hey, how you doing? Itobico, Ontario. <laughs> Go friend. ahead. That's my uh, favorite. That's Whenever someone talks about uh, Larry King, that's the line I throw back at them. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. <laughs> that's my favorite line. <laughs> I don't know if everyone knows that one. He was talking to um, uh, Danny Pudi from um, Community, oh, really? <laughs> and he was asking him um, what luxuries does he like. And Danny's very sim- simple life. He's like, you know, I like coffee. And he's like, well, coffee's not really a not really a luxury. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. I like socks. I like I like nice, comfortable socks. And he's like, socks and coffee aren't luxury. And yeah. then he's like, well, well, Larry, what is what is a luxury? And he's like, uh, like private planes. And he's like, Larry, I'm on Ducktales. Like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> like. I'm not getting plane money. I'm on <laughs> Ducktales. Like, l- let's. <laughs> Let's think about this. You're talking to a guy. He was talking to a guy that had like nine wives. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Buddy was a, was a factor in Larry King's mind. <laughs> like I know Ducktales, Scrooge McDuck. That's who <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know. I, Scrooge McDuck had a lot of money. Let me tell you. It just it just <laughs> kind of like really brought back the fact that a lot of these interviewers or people in like media even like regular individuals don't realize that like some of these people aren't making as much money in comparison to their visibility on your screen so like or they might be a person that doesn't care about wealth as much as others so they're like hey i like socks and i like you know uh, i like good coffee right like he could not he could just make he could be making a lot of money but that's what he cares about that's a luxury to him that's what he cares about yeah mm-hmm. like dave would care about uniforms and i care about uniforms ha- and yeah. would I, you know noticing those subtleties those he would have like things. a steam press to make sure all of his his museum of star trek uniforms are constantly pressed all the time well, they're um, in tip-top shape was it um abbott's like one of the, like his favorite meals in the community is just butter with noodles which is like probably probably true of danny pooty too i mean but i also Put love a, butter and a little parmesan cheese with yeah. that and then so you got a 
great fucking meal. It's all it needs. You don't need the big <laughs> sauce and sauce at all. The noodles up. You just need a little butter, a little you know, butter noodles, a little bit of cheese. I, I think a lot of people don't realize that if they were actually like like rich, but not like super stupid rich, but like rich, they would start caring a lot more of the simple things and appreciate it a little bit more. Oh, like, I've always said that socks. He's right. Socks. I would never wear a pair of socks twice. Brand new socks right out of the bag. That is that is luxury right there. That I yeah. love brand new socks. I think I'm guessing celebrities do do that. No, I don't think so. You think they wash no, in their no, socks? No sane person would be that wasteful. Just me. <laughs> yeah, but like Kanye West isn't a sane person. Like, I, you know. I don't think Kanye West outliers. Kanye West doesn't wash socks and rewear socks. He doesn't have like. Wait, okay. <laughs> Talking about here. You have to realize that some of these people don't like do chores. Don't do chores. So he's not do washing socks. No, he's but I don't think he's socks. wearing washed socks. I, I think I don't think he wears socks a lot of the time. Even, he's probably wearing the slipper. The art of thing. how to end a podcast. Like it's like it's been a ten minute outro here. But <laughs> sorry, this is this is the stuff we talk about after the podcast. I know, but I, we haven't actually ended the show. <laughs> all right, then Jeff. for all of us here at Live Longer Podcast, we'd like you to know, send our. We're doing. We can keep going, I guess, but like it's. <laughs> For all of us here at Live Logan Podcast, none of us knew, other than Dave, the podcast was still going on. <laughs> but we will see you next week here for Deep Space Nine at Nine-ish. We are plowing through season two just to be here with you. And <laughs> and that is what... <laughs> Interesting choice of words. Okay. Just... <laughs> just end it. Bro. <laughs> just put it out of his misery. <laughs> This episode and podcast. Jesus, this episode is is season two. <laughs> Just oh, thank you.